0: Okay. It's 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 the 79th episode of Seti BIMCO and the 29th of Seti BIMCO Part Two: The Revenge, and this month, oh, this is the end of Spider Month.
1: Oh, no. later Are this hour. Are we sure about that?
0: Yeah, later this hour we're sure? going to recreate revenge sequels to the episode of the 1970s Spider-Man show called Curse of Rava, and that's it. All right, because it's next. It's it's Halloween time. And what I'm
1: happy to report is there's still enough Spider-Man episodes that exist that we could do a Spider-Month again in the future. We can. And then, I mean, there's the cartoons, the movies. Also. I'll just read comic books.
0: This hour will also answer the age-old question. Mm. Did Thomas Jefferson ever get revenge on the rest of the Founding Fathers for making him handwrite the Declaration of Independence rather than getting that guy a typewriter?
1: I think it's interesting that you're siding with of all the founding fathers. <laughs> you're siding with Thomas Jefferson. It's Seti Bimco Part Two: The Revenge, the show where
0: we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. Yeah, it's Seti Bimco Part Two: The Revenge. You already said that. This is, but this is after the song thing, and we got to oh. pick a wild card question because people. All right, yeah. After we watch, I mean, after we talk about it revenge of rava we're going to ask who from that episode that tv show would be most likely to and i picked a number from a jar this week most likely to find dead hippies in their outhouse who is most likely to find dead hippies in their outhouse these questions again have nothing to do with the boggy creek universe did you write that down
1: Yeah. I feel like watching Boggy Creek and its sequel was a real transformative experience for you. Like it was. There's definitely gonna be a period like there's you know, Seti Bimco pre Boggy Creek and post Boggy (laughs) Creek. Like it just colors you the perceptions of your world.
0: It does, everybody. Watch them. Check, check out those episodes. They're highly rated. Highly downloaded, I should say.
1: That's awesome. So let's talk about um, in episodes past. Uh, what? Are, you going so, straight? Are you
0: going straight to Spider episodes?
1: I am not. No, I'm not talking about oh, Spider oh, Man. Oh. I, I'm Sorry. actually, I'm trying not to talk about Spider Man at all. Really? That is my, I'm going to try not to say that name the entire episode. We'll be I'm... along that line. Well, here's, instead, I'm going to bring back a different feature that we haven't had for a while. No, it's, it's, it's uh... it's what outrages me this week. <laughs> oh, and no. so Tim and I, as neighbors, we, uh, we actually frequently will, uh, Fraternize outside of the podcast.
0: Yeah, sometimes.
1: We could walk to each other's house. So he brings it down <laughs> to sometimes. This, As of this recording, this past weekend, I had one of my fabled movie nights in my Brooklyn backyard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We broadcast a movie. We invite over a wide assortment of people from all different groups of my friendhoods, make them all interact. They all hate each other. It's awesome. <laughs> and there was an outrageous event that happened at this movie. The Uh-oh. movie this week, this this time, it's not a weekly thing was the original Jurassic Park Steven Spielberg a movie definitely too good to be a Zeddy Vimco movie and while picking myself out of the refuse and all the spilled stuff and food Mm -hmm. leftovers and all the stuff throwing these things it's a big deal we like have themed menus we cook chicken and eggs and stuff because dinosaurs I feel Um, bad because I just
0: rushed out of there I'm like well this is a mess I got to pick up
1: yeah you kind of you kind (laughs) of Irish goodbye but not really like you've learned your lesson
0: I have a dog at Uh,
1: home yeah that's always your excuse but upon the next day, opening my freezer, there was a little tiny Velociraptor stuck in one of my ice cubes. Was it stuck? It was partially frozen in. Nice. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> outraged that somebody – there was no reason to go into my freezer. We had ice cubes, And this person, I should say, I have strong reasons to suspect – the person who put this Velociraptor in my freezer is none other than my co-host, Tim Hamilton.
0: <laughs> You're outraged? that gave you dinosaur?
1: <laughs> I don't know where that dinosaur has been. <laughs> well, don't eat that ice cube.
0: Give that to the cats late. to play with.
1: It's too late. No. what? Yeah, I <laughs> ate the ice cube, of course. Uh-oh. Yeah. So what do I have? Do I have, her- do I have the herps? Uh, the no. The
0: scoots? No. No.
1: But was it you, Tim? I'm putting you in the hot seat. Was it, in fact, you? Who is responsible for the velociraptor i'll say icebox. it's me
0: i'll say it's, I'll, I'll even say there are two other ongoing pranks that you have never found or you're playing the long game and you found them and oh, no. you're planning some long game against me but there's oh, two things no. you've never mentioned i'm like when is george gonna oh
1: no and i'm like we should mention <laughs> for many years tim when you come from my house. Would hide this weird book on cosplay.
0: Yes, photographs. It
1: was a very strange book. It was like, <laughs> it was made of foam rubber, and it was like photos of just not like a, a wide assortment of cosplayers. Like maybe like ten different cosplayers in a bunch of different costumes. Yes. It was such an odd book, <laughs> and it was just like, as I was preparing to move house, I was like, "What is this fucking book?" And well, how does it end up here? And I realized, Tim. And I I ended that one really well.
0: I even wrote it because it was signed to you from somebody. Wait. I wrote over the letters that looked like somebody had signed it to George.
1: Oh, yeah. You made it look like it was signed to me. It was
0: signed to somebody else, not to me. It wasn't my book.
1: Yeah. Sure it wasn't. (laughs) It was odd. And, like, in case you're somebody at home being like, maybe it's one of those spicy cosplay books. No. Not really. I didn't recognize a single character that they were cosplay. It was almost like they were doing, like, generic copyright-free cosplay. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, look, I'm a vaguely anime-inspired character, but no specific anime because that would break copyright law. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. So, Tim, if you ever invite Tim to your house, understand that he will hide toys and books and stuff in your house. Just anything. Like my house, there's a lot of stuff. Um, If he uses your bathroom, (laughs) you've heard episodes. There's going to be something. He's going to blame it on a cat. Or another kid or like a random passing hobo, but your bathroom's gonna take a hit.
0: In the late eighties, I went to a friend's party and he was a collector, kinda like you, except he collected uh-huh. Star Trek stuff. So he had
1: Oh, that's sadder.
0: Bridge of Enterprise and the the control bridge of Deep Space Nine. And he had all the characters. And they were in each of their sets. And at the party I was like, I'm gonna put Star Trek people in the Deep Space Nine set, and I'm gonna put the Deep Space Nine people in the Next generation set, and I thought this is, he'll be amused by this. And later, when he saw it, he was not amused. He was like, really
1: yeah. Is so explain <laughs> not, for those of us who are not as well versed in things Trek. Is that like is that egregious? Is I don't that know. Like, that's unforgivable. He wouldn't care.
0: I mean, maybe he spent two hours placing them exactly where they needed to go and oh,
1: maybe. Picard's
0: hand in that exact engage position, and I was unaware. I don't know. Hmm. I that mean, not not reminds, mad forever, yeah. but I, I noticed at that moment. Oh, he's, he's not saying. amused.
1: <laughs> it was like the, the 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 two bridges were sacrosanct. You don't, you don't. don't he made it just so. Hey, huh? huh? Just Is yes, that, yes. <laughs> I know a little trick. Honestly, the revenge <laughs> article you sent this time, I couldn't read it.
0: You couldn't read it. Isn't that much Jackie to read?
1: Onassis. It was just like. Jackie? If the revenge was like Jackie Onassis and her sister, like I didn't cheated know on each other's husbands, I didn't know it. I didn't care. I'm just uh, like yawn. I just couldn't bring myself to bring it. I tried twice. To. Well, now
0: you have mentioned it. For those no, people we'll cut this out. We'll cut who out. listen in other countries, they're going to cut this out.
1: <laughs> For people who listen in other countries Jackie's that were born before 1963,
0: slept with JFK, her husband. That's how oh, competitive who they were.
1: Didn't who I know? Didn't? But your sister.
0: Was it, wait, come on.
1: Was it after they were married?
0: Yeah. So Jackie stole away Onassis, who her sister was in love with. Oh. that's quite a revenge tale.
1: And Jackie's you know? sister was last seen in a grassy knoll.
0: <laughs> Jesus, yeah, right? I think so right, and right, she right. fucking
1: and yeah, and she fucking murdered JFK.
0: You know, I, I like to look up some fun revenge stories to share here. And You know what happens? I try to type in revenge. It's always. Woman murders husband to get revenge. Husband murders woman to get revenge. Husband murders girlfriend to get revenge. I'm like, Ugh. I really is have to the dig hard. with revenge. I really have to dig hard to find anything heartwarming outside
1: of our revenge themed heartwarming podcast, revenges. Yeah, revenge is often <laughs> it's not just a dish best served cold. It's often <laughs> ugly and sordid and depressing. It is, and that's why re, that's why Seti Bimco 2, The revenge is such a bright light in the podcasting <laughs> landscape. Because we bring a little extra touch.
0: <laughs> a little extra touch. True.
1: Yeah. Our, our revenge stories guaranteed to delight or mildly amuse or yeah. slightly this, perturb. This one bored or just you. annoy you.
0: This one bored you.
1: The what? The episode? The story. Hey, I, I couldn't read that.
0: I will tell you something that made me feel really bad about myself. Uh-oh, what? If I can tell the story and make it. Not a super long story. Okay. My wife and I were eating outside here in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is lousy with restaurants that you can sit outside at. Yeah. For those that don't know. And there was like a homeless guy who was a little drunk or or maybe smoked some pot. I don't know. He was walking around. He had a package of hot dogs. That's what he was eating. We sat outside. No one else was around. I saw him looking at us. I'm like, "Uh, I think he's going to come have a conversation. We had our dog with us. But he sat right down at the next table and offered us a hot dog. And we're like, no, it's okay. We don't need hot mm-hmm. dog things. He wanted some water. So we gave him, you know, we, they give you a, a jug of water and I gave him water. Yeah. And then the people in the restaurant came out and they didn't want to, like, be mean to him. They just said, you can go sit down at the other table, you know, if he's bothering you. And we, we sat at the other table. But here's where I felt bad because he came over again, broke off part of that hot dog from his package. And I don't know where he got it from. And threw it down. David. He's like, "Maybe your dog wants this hot dog." And Soul like sniffed it, pushed it around, and I was like, "Then mm. the thought I feel bad about is, <laughs> I don't know where you got those hot dogs, where they come from, but that food you're eating is not good enough for my dog. I'm I'm worried where those hot dogs have been. <laughs> don't know if my dogs would get sick."
1: Was Was this in our current heat?
0: This was just like two weeks ago. I just I'm remembering oh, so. it. Mm. So I did kick the hot dog away. And uh again they gave him water and let him sit at another table. they we are like, you can sit here till people come, you know. Which was nice of them. I don't know. I, maybe they it know. is nice of them. Maybe they know yeah. him. He was just kinda high. Cause I heard him say, hey, dog yeah, that's all the word I could hear. And also he offered us a hot dog, but he did talk with us and I don't know what he was talking with us about.
1: That sounds and but, I have sympathy for his plight. Mm-hmm. That sounds excruciating.
0: But I feel bad. <laughs> no, your food. Not good enough. Because the guy's just carrying
1: around <laughs> with the hot dog. You don't know where that yeah, you don't know where the hot dog's been. You don't know where no. that hot dog's going. <laughs> Never any man who carries around like a pack of hot dogs, yeah. that is a man capable of anything. <laughs> yeah, Remember when so. Joey Chestnut, the guy who wins like the hot dog eating contest at Nathan's every year, somebody yeah. rushed the stage while he's eating hot dogs and he choked the guy out. Yes. <laughs> so like <laughs> I assume if you eat hot dogs, Your violence place. rests right beneath the surface and you're just ready to explode at any second
0: it's all those chemicals
1: there's no chemicals in a hot dog stop believing the gum
0: <laughs> do you remember the first right. time you ate a hot dog
1: no I, I do I was probably an infant
0: you do? because my parents cut it off cold and I ate it I was like this is good but leaves leaves a um, film on your tongue if you eat it cold
1: like, what do you mean they cut it off cold? Was it actually sold in like a chain, like the way you see in cartoons?
0: No, no, they just cut up a hot dog, but it was cold. I remember you know, mm. hot, dog, hot dogs are cooked, then you let them cool off.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess that, yeah, you, hot dogs are not served raw, like they've already been cooked. But
0: you remember the first time um... you tasted salt and pepper?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: I do that too. I don't remember,
1: Tim. I'm like, I'm just <laughs> this is such a, a uh, My, an interesting glimpse into your childhood that, like. <laughs> You were, you were old enough to remember your first hot dog, and it was served to you cold. Mm-hmm. And just, I imagine you were standing over a dirty sink as you ate it. Am I right?
0: <laughs> oh, under the table, the kitchen table.
1: Under the table. Okay. And, like, were you surrounded by rats and they had the advantage of numbers? <laughs> yes, or they did. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is, wow. This is, we're bringing a weird energy to this episode of Sadie Bimco.
0: Well, maybe we should get to the episode. It's been All right.
1: 60 minutes. Did you right. pick it? You picked this. Uh I did, actually, you're right. So let, uh, I let guess. let you I'll lead do the... the way. All right. So it is uh finishing up the fourth uh week of the Amazing Spider Man well no Spider Month. Spider Month. <laughs> We're watching the Amazing Spider-Man TV show that aired on CBS, I wanna say, from like uh, seventy seven
0: to seventy nine, I think it said, or seventy
1: eight. Really? Was that on, late? On and off, okay. just
0: like I remember I missed a lot because it wasn't a regular show
1: Yeah Apparently very highly rated um, We we watched this l- Yeah, it was okay. just very expensive um, We watched this Before As when I was a guest star I really liked it, now I've seen more of it It's been hit or miss I would say this episode, The Curse of Rava Was better
0: I said it was the best one
1: Yeah, They did spend about-
0: a lot of money on this one as we'll get to,
1: yeah, a lot of stunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um this episode, "The Curse of Rava," opens as so many the episodes do with a shot of a placard on a building that reads "Bolt Museum."
0: Bolt was it? Bolt? I
1: miss the name. Yeah, of museum. isn't that odd? Bolt? I'm like, it's what? It, what is it? Someplace in L.A. I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, it looked
1: like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because this show very famously <laughs> set in New York. Uh, almost exclusively filmed in LA, and there's always excuses as to why you're not seeing him in, in skyscrapers. <laughs> like this one takes a lot at a museum and a campus. And they'll um, say it's Queens. They'll say, or they say it's Queens. Uh, oh.
0: What? I did, I'm trying to remember. I derailed you. It just it doesn't start with the museum and the statue of Rava, right? Is that what you're trying to
1: remember? Yeah, and it's just the guy is talking, like there's the blue eyed guy, Mandak. Mandak, who we don't learn his name yet, but oh. he's like, and he's doing this kind of weird accent, which sounds vaguely Middle Eastern. He's from Calistani,
0: George, you know your. He's from
1: Kalistan, which
0: you know your country actually thing.
1: turns out is a real term.
0: Uh, is it? You mean a real? No, it's country? not a real
1: place. Oh. Kalistan, spelt with a kh, is actually some sort of Sikh movement, hmm. okay. like an, an attempt. At, but like, uh, let's cut this part out. We don't want to get real politics. <laughs> cut out. Cut out. <laughs> no. All right, so it's the fictional country, Khalistan. It is fictional. And, yeah. And uh, there is, the museum uh, is doing an exhibit based on the art of Kalistan, And they have a, a cult statue of their god of death named Rava, also a fictional god. And this guy, Mandak, like, you need to give it back to our people. It's a cultural, uh, like, relic. Yeah. And the museum guy's like, no, fuck you, it's the museums. Ah.
0: His name is Rastin. Professor Rastin.
1: Professor Rastin. Okay. This guy's is so kind of time, co- isn't it? Well, yeah, it's very much like, like the London Museum, like the way, way they stole back. the Elgin marbles and yeah. stuff from Athens. But it, unlike how we tend to look at repatriation of st- artifacts nowadays. Yes. I think Mandak's the bad guy here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like I'm kind of on Mandax side, but we'll get to that. <laughs> And you, mean, you, mean, uh, you think just, Mandak is a good guy? You said bad guy. You're on his side. I think, I think they're putting Mandak as a bad guy. I think he had a good point. Until later, but yeah. Until later, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't, does anything happen at this point? My notes are incomplete and I can't remember.
0: Really? He gets angry at the he angry. Professor Raston and he, thro- he makes a scimitar fly across the room into the wall because Mandak yes. seems to have telepathic powers. No, telekinetic powers. Super villain, telekinetic.
1: Come on, telekinetic. what I Tim, say? You said telepathic.
0: Oh, yeah, they're telepathic, too.
1: Yeah, they actually, and they also weirdly mentioned teleportation at one point. I'm like, he's <laughs> not done any teleportation, know why I'm mentioning this.
0: Um, and there's a woman watching from the upstairs uh, stairway.
1: Yes, and that's what I have decided is our babe of the week, because I'm realizing that every single week on this show... There'd be a new, very attractive woman for yep. Peter to vaguely interact with in a way that's almost always completely non-sexual. <laughs> although he did definitely bang that lady in that one two-parter episode, right? And her name is Trina Pandit, mm-hmm. and Peter's very flirty with her. He actually has some game. I was like, "Wow, Peter! Like, you're a lot more suave than we normally see you." Yep. And while he's talking to her, just about he's like taking photos and stuff. There is a protest by different Kalistanis who run the gamut for people who look like they're of Indian descent or, you know, Middle Eastern descent to just like straight up like white folks yeah. are out there protesting to like return like these artifacts again. I'm on their side. On their side. Yeah. It seems like you should. Hey, the, you know, this is their, they think this is their literal God.
0: Cause the white, give it back. The white police officer that I think we're supposed to like, he's like, I, yeah. I can't understand why anybody worship that ugly thing.
1: Yeah, it's 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 funny. It's a real mark of like how things have changed. So we're definitely meant to uh, like side with the people who like we know are the good guys because they're recurring characters on the show. Yeah. But they're kind of dicks, like real cultural leaders dicks. Yeah. Peter's like, yeah, I worship Farrah Fawcett. And he's like, I have a poster in my room. It's really her. I talk to it every night. So Peter's spider sense goes off because if you were new to the show and new to the concept of Spider-Man, he's actually yeah. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And in this show, his spider sense, we we mock it because instead of like warning him of imminent danger, it it does whatever it needs to move the plot forward. He's able to sense that there's going to be a riot.
0: And it starts for no reason. Could you see? Did I look away?
1: Well, here's what I think happened Mandak walks through the crowd and he goes, Kalistan, Kalistan, Kalistan to a bunch of people. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I think it's not clear and they never really say it. I think he does something to their brains. Because oh, like you okay. said, they specifically say he has tel- telekinesis, but they, the, even the script writers seem to be a little confused. Like he definitely does brain stuff at times where I, he changes people's wills. I thought a bee stung that girl. That's what I thought happened. <laughs> Wait, so what? they do start a protesting. Stung... <laughs> you thought it started because of a bee? Yes. A bee. Tell me more about this. Which girl, which girl?
0: <laughs> uh, she had a sign. Did she it... had blonde hair and had a headband. Did
1: you see and her? she said, she says, no bees on me. That one. Yes. And she got stunned, she said, Ah, I said one thing and then she went nuts.
0: She had a shirt with uh with Ziggy on it. Said
1: Ziggy, wow. Tom Wilson's own Ziggy, the nice comic day. star of the seventies. <laughs> and he said, Mondays. And like that's such yes. a Garfield thing to say, but it's before Garfield. Garfield, right. everybody stole Ziggy's shtick. It did. So anyway, there's a suddenly there's a protest with like all the people no, a riot. The a protesters storm the museum. They don't Peter, get
0: in. They're just throwing things.
1: No, but they are playing. Like, <laughs> If they're breaking windows. It, they are. It looked like the, it looked like the Capitol riot. It's January honestly. 6th, they, Yes. Yeah, it was January six. Peter changes into Spider Man with his great costume. Uh, they they're literally throwing cabbage at him. I'm I like, who thought to who thought <laughs> to bring cabbage to this? That actually, Tim, that would seem to indicate <laughs> that they were planning on rioting. Maybe you don't a, just carry around cabbage.
0: Maybe it's a Calistani uh, staple. Just bring cabbage with you. Maybe you know.
1: I mean. It could be, right? We don't know anything about these fictional Calistani people. We don't learn much about their culture. Nope. Um, so okay. Peter fucking brutalizes these people. Well, he steals that girl's but sign. Did you notice? He steals the one lady's sign. And but she, like, she loses it. She goes nuts. St- yeah.
0: <laughs> See, he's sticking to the wall. <laughs>
1: And she, like, kind of, like, has a tantrum, which is very funny. <laughs> then he does... One of our complaints about this show is that the sense work is often kind of lazy. Like, yeah. Peter doesn't do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, he shoots a web, swings into... The, like, just fucking yeah. dislocates this guy's spine. Yeah, anybody. Like just full on, with the strength of a spider, like, kick some student. Like, take this, right, you, you dirty hippie. <laughs> he said, who's next? Who's next? He does say who's <laughs> next. Says. Yep. He grabs a woman's arm and, like bends it around 360 degrees, pops it right out.
0: Steve Ditko would be so happy.
1: Steve Ditko, I...
0: If people... We don't want to get into (laughs) it. Steve Ditko was...
1: Steve Ditko. Oh, God, we can't go into the story. No, we have to really quickly. All right, here's your crash course in Spider-Man. Spider-Man was created by the combined forces, although it's disputed how much of which, of Steve Ditko and Stan Lee. Now, we all like to pillory Stan Lee because he's the big face, and he's like, ah, true believer. And he's like... And he he is definitely responsible for stealing credit from a lot of people. Right. But Steve Ditko's iteration of Spider-Man was a very conservative, angry young man who kind of sucked. (laughs) Like those comics are still great. I love reading them. But like, thank goodness Stan Lee was able to put in, because Peter was like a weird square who would beat up, would be like cursing out hippies. And like, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's what Steve wanted. And Stan's like, no, no, he'd be on their side. And that's
1: Stan's like sitting there smoking a big fat doobie. Like, nah, I don't think we should do that. (laughs) So, yeah, they, they battled over that. and
0: so We think so, that's why he quit Spider-Man, but we don't know exactly all the reasons.
1: Yeah, there's probably a whole bunch of reasons.
0: So we won't get into
1: that. So Spider-Man's Sorry. up there going, who's next? Who's next? He's going to fucking crawl these students. And then we see Mandak, who we don't mm-hmm. know is Mandak, but he's the guy with, like, he might be wearing brown face and mm-hmm. he's got blue eyes. It's hard to tell. He, yeah, And he looks up above Peter and this big chunk of masonry starts wiggling and it falls down and hits the ground. And everyone's like, oh. And at this point, were you like but, me, Tim? I'm like, do we actually have superpowers in this episode? I know. Episode? I was excited. I know. Because Spider-Man all the, did All save. the other episodes we've seen. Yeah. Th- there's never been powers. Anybody but nope. Spider-Man. And like there's weird stuff like mind control devices. Yeah, and yeah. Things. But never we've never had superpowers. I'm like this guy might actually have powers.
0: This is you. You. This is after this, I think, that Peter does meet Trina. He doesn't meet her quite yet. Really? I think outside. He's like Trina. I've never met you before, and she's like, "Well, I go here to school." And he's like, "Well, I don't see it." She's like, "It's a big campus." They do that thing. He's like, "You were never at my." I wrote
1: it completely out of order. Then
0: you were never at my one-man performance of the miracle worker I put on. I didn't see you there. Anyway,
1: I thought he talked to her afterwards. (laughs) Maybe he does, but there was a line where somebody after this chunk of masonry falls down. Somebody goes, "Was it an earthquake?" Yeah. And Peter's like, yeah, if we were in California, which I'm like, you are. You are in California. This show is definitely filmed in California. So, man, there's a lot of quick scenes that go from here to here in this. Well, J.J. shows so, up
0: because J- yeah. Jonah Jameson's wife funded this exhibit? Or?
1: Turns out she was at. at the, she was on the museum board. Yes. And she gave lots of money to this thing. And I guess
0: it's unclear was, whether she's alive or dead
1: no no they specifically say she's dead oh, later
0: okay i missed that
1: uh the the head of the museum goes when he's having the confrontation when the statue falls on him before that he says i don't want to speak ill of the dead i got gotcha. but your wife so
0: so oh Jay, peter does take a picture of mandak he sees him and goes hmm
1: oh thank you for mentioning He looks suspicious
0: you've got a beard and a mustache
1: because peter i don't know if he said this peter <laughs> you hairy fuck. Peter was there at this thing, even though it was his school, to sell photos of this to right. the Daily Bugle where he works. So J. Joe Jameson's like, What are you doing here? And he's like, I also go to school here. Yes. And there's this whole thing. We learned J. Joe Jameson is like, We have to have this show. I don't care that we're stealing cultural artifacts right. from an oppressed minority. The guy at the museum's like, I think you should quit because of the curse of Rava. Yes. Which turns out if you steal the Rava statue, there is a curse that bad things will happen to you, and like at this point, because there was the riot and right. I guess the scimitar, uh, the museum guys like fuck this shit. Yep. And Peter's just sitting there like taking photos and stuff.
0: Then we get to the um, Daily Bugle. We get that shot again, 1890. The Daily Bugle yep. was founded.
1: Another placard, another bronze placard. You know what in happened building.
0: in 1890,
1: George? What happened? <laughs> We're getting more. <laughs> what, happened in what happened?
0: Mississippi becomes the first state to to require a literacy test as qualification for voting i'm sure that wasn't like anything to do i'm with sure
1: that <laughs> wasn't yeah that wasn't racially motivated by the fact that you had a recently um yeah. enslaved populace let loose yeah
0: that didn't get to go to school
1: mississippi well that they was a long time ago better. they're all better now yeah they're yeah <laughs> anyway hi listeners in mississippi <laughs>
0: um so jj doesn't want to buy these pictures because he doesn't want bad publicity i think is that what it is yeah.
1: yeah so peter has all these great photos of the riot and the show but jj jameson's like i'm not gonna buy these you know peter's like but you say you have to always cover the news he's like yeah but like you know this is my my dead wife's thing blibbity blah, 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 blah. Book, and peter um leads it leads come on but peter does some pretty smooth move which i was yeah. very proud of peter he starts kind of talking out loud about, like, well, maybe I can sell this to someone else. Right. And J. Jonah Jameson realizes, oh, like, the New York Bulletin or some other paper they made up. Daily Planet. They could run this thing. They didn't see <laughs> that. that would have been cool, though. So he buys the photos from Peter. Peter sells all the photos. And the this is important to everybody, the negatives. So that Peter can't sell them elsewhere. Right. And he gives him a $50 bonus. Tim, do you want to know $50 <laughs> what $50 back it? in 1977? Take a guess. Now, maybe, let's see, you've done this before, 300 I do this every time, I love it. 300 It's my shtick, close, $252. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. It's so a pretty sweet little bonus. I mean, we've seen he... Peter before, like, willing to strangle a man for 30 bucks. 46 <laughs> $46. <hours. laughs> that was a <at> 46 bucks
0: <laughs> For those transistors. I wonder if he All ever right. got them.
1: So now, Jay... <laughs> no, he doesn't, because he builds be <laughs> Spider-Man. He's like, fuck this. Flip.
0: Did you see the, um, that Jonah drives around a nice antique Rolls Royce? Have you noticed that? Yeah,
1: it's like I'm always amused about this show that's set in New York that they all have cars. I've remarked on this before, like,
0: but a nice it's, a Rolls Royce.
1: Well, he's super rich. He's you know got a museum board. So J. Jonah Jameson then shows up at the museum. He's all grumpy because he's like, "Ah, oh, Parker took money from me, blippity blop." <laughs> he's talking to the museum guy again, and what they don't dead. know is Mandak. Yes, Mandak, the guy with telekinesis, is in the shower. The beard, and the mustache, he's evil. And yeah, he's evil because he has a beard and mustache and um, he makes they, the telekinetic statue. Like he's throwing stuff around with his mind. Like shields are flying. Well, professor
0: and, Rastin and J Jonah Jameson and Mandak are there.
1: Yeah. But Mandak is hidden.
0: Oh, I thought they talked to him.
1: No, that was earlier. The oh, first okay. time. the oh, professor right. speaks to Mandak Because okay. they have no idea Mandak's there. It'd be kind of obvious that yeah, yeah. what was happening. Stuff
0: flies around. So, but,
1: J. John Jameson and the professor are arguing people yes. have seen this. Yes. And then the statue falls on the guy.
0: <laughs> and and you, I remember what you said. Did you notice nobody dies in the show? So I like, nobody dies in the show. He's under there going, please kill me. I'm in agony. It's a giant metal statue <laughs> on top of me.
1: You know, you're making a joke, Tim. But later there was something very similar to that. And I hope I remember to bring this up. Yes, I know. Um, so the police come to the museum and we see recurring character, uh, Trina. Police Chief oh, William Barbera. Sorry, Barbera. No, Her- Hannah Barbera, we decide his name is. <laughs> and he's like, J. Jonah Jameson, I think you did it. Yeah. And J. Jonah Jameson is like, what? What do you mean? He's like, you're the only person here. You, we have people, multiple people saying you were fighting earlier. All this jazz. Uh, he puts J. Jonah Jameson in jail.
0: Yep. Puts him in the clink. Right next puts to the Puts him in the clink. Next to a man eating a package of hot dogs.
1: Just always. Oh so that's what you think should happen to the just the unhoused.
0: <laughs> no, Jamie's like. Yeah.
1: Actually, there was there was suspicion. There, you know, I do want to mention his jail sitting. There was nobody else there, and he's dressed impeccably right. in a three piece suit, like very. <laughs> and right in the middle of his room is a toilet. I'm like, man, do you think? <laughs> do you think Jonah Jameson? Think. Do you think they're making
0: him shit in that? What was Jameson's wife's name?
1: And the comics, isn't it Martha or Martha? Martha. All right. Who knows though? Because as, as we've established, on the wall the other of that episodes, cell,
0: he's like, call, oh. Martha, call for a good
1: time." <laughs> for a good, whoa, <laughs> fucking that's rude.
0: <laughs> he's my
1: Who party. the fuck knows? Because Uncle Ben is called Uncle Max in this show. I know it's, it's all insanity. Right. Uh Peter shows up because there's only like eight people in this entire episode. Well that's what I was and saying. James Jonah James
0: says has no other friends or family. Just Peter shows up in the jail. Well, the they explain person. it.
1: They explain it. He's Peter's like, Your lawyer's coming. We're not we didn't hire an actor, but I'm telling you that. <laughs> yeah, and J.J. James is like, Why are you here? And he's like, Glory Grant told me. Yeah. Well, no, uh, not Glory Grant. Rita. Uh, Rita Conway. But look, guys, guys. <laughs> it's Glory Grant. Yes,
0: I know. <laughs> And he, he wants the pictures back for some reason. He's like, I think I have a picture of the man who did this. I'm like, well, yeah, he's at the school, Peter. You don't need the picture.
1: Why does Peter assume he is the bad guy aside from the fact that he has a beard and mustache?
0: Well, Spider-Sense like flashed him in his mind.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, see, convenient. The spider sense is good for filling those plot holes. But
0: still, no need Guaranteed for the, he, having the pictures. It didn't prove anything. It's just him standing on the lawn.
1: It's him staying there looking up like, oh, I'm looking up at something. <laughs> uh, because, oh, and then we also, because the stakes weren't high enough, J. Joe Jameson clearly going to beat the murder rap. Even Barbera is like, that statue must weigh half a ton. He can't lift it, but he, he's he got to do it because something. But J. Joe Jameson, we learn, has to meet with the board of the Bugle in oh, the next yes. three days. And if he's in jail, he will lose control of the paper mm-hmm. and Peter will get fired and the world will probably end.
0: And Professor Rastin, who doesn't die, they're like, he's not doing good. He's in a coma. He opened one eye. He's in a coma again. <laughs> he gets a phone call. He's awake again. And I'm like, he's they not going to die. Nobody dies. That was
1: even funnier. They actually don't even say coma. They just say he's not awake. <laughs> this show is so averse to real violence that I don't think they can even say a coma.
0: Here's the, I don't think it's right after this. I don't you got this big racial moment. Oh. So Peter then goes to the Daily Bugle and he's like, Rita, I really need those pictures to prove I saw the spirited guy. And she's like, well, Peter, he locks his office when, you know, he's not here. And Peter's like, well, well you're right here. And she's like, well, why do you think he locks it? You didn't hear that? Oh,
1: I didn't interpret that as a racial thing.
0: I did. She, she looked at him like, well, why do you think he locks it? I'm here.
1: I figure because she was the sort of person that, like, I don't know, tells his random photographer that he's in jail.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> it I all, took she's it.
1: done stuff behind his back. Oh, that's interesting. You might be right.
0: I swear. That's, that's, uh, So I then that's Peter,
1: why I uh, just straight up stalks. Yeah,
0: I wrote that Trina. down too. Stalk underlined stalks. He knows where <laughs> she goes to class. Trina. She's like,
1: How'd you know I was here? He's like, Well, you I looked up your schedule. Your last class was there. <laughs> your next one's here. This is the line between the two. And it's like, whoa, Peter, that's, uh, yeah, you're going to get a, so, oh, we should mention too, like Trina is like capital B babe. Like she's like super yeah. hot because they always, they actually do, I, I know I end up sounding like thirsty and weird, but they do end up finding like exceptionally attractive women for this show. I'm like, man, I didn't they look, casted this thing. I didn't even look her up. I don't know what she's done after this. But... Uh, I did. And it was like a whole bunch of 70s stuff. I don't remember.
0: All right.
1: I was also, I looked up, Mandak. I looked up a lot of the actors. I don't remember any of it. What so Peter asked her about Kalistan and it turns out that she is a third generation immigrant from Calistan. So she...
0: She seems to know something.
1: She knows something. There's maybe something behind there. And like maybe his spider sense tells him something.
0: No, but you can tell she's lying. Like she's sweating.
1: She's sweating. She's very sweaty. She's so sweaty. <laughs> Hot <laughs> but California weather. Here's where we learn that we were right to assume that like the good white people were the good guys and those. was Bad what? Middle oh, Eastern yeah. type people were bad guys yes. because Trina says, well, if that statue of Rava goes back to kali the cult of kali which I guess is different than the country, yes. will use it to create a huge civil war. They've had peace for 70 years since they got rid of this cult. It's very shades of like Temple of Doom, the thuggy cult. And it's before. Yeah. So I think Steven Spielberg probably was watching this, like and shades, Yes, excellent.
0: And shades of today.
1: And shades of yeah, it's, shades of everything awful.
0: It's a big orange statue they need for there.
1: <laughs> Peter keeps
0: trying to tell Barbara, It's like, listen, I know what's going on. Why don't you believe me? And Barbara's like, ah, Peter. And he sticks in the what I think is a sexual insult almost they snuck in. Because he's begging Barbara to help him, and Barbara says, "Peter, don't you have a, a slide ruler to oil at home or something? Didn't you hear that?"
1: He did say that again. <laughs> like, I went into this very innocent. I was missing the oh racial overtones. That don't you have a slide ruler that needs to be greased, Peter? Then he says he does say at some point too. Barbara is like. Because Peter's trying to tell him this guy Mandax is involved in this. He goes, he doesn't. He was there. You don't understand, Captain Barbera. He was there. He was there at the right. He goes, you're always at all these things. Are you trouble? And I'm like, that's <laughs> a good fucking point. Like, this guy runs week after week. He runs into both Spider-Man and Peter Parker. It's like, why are you always involved in this shit?
0: Peter, shouldn't you be at the zoo visiting your parents?
1: So then, Peter, don't um, you have a
0: pet monkey looking for a face to rip off? <laughs> oh,
1: my like, pet monkey?
0: Then Peter says, Peter, is this your yellow hat? <laughs> shouldn't you be at the graveyard digging up a date for the sock hop? Peter says, Captain Barbera, why are you so hard on me? Captain Barbera says, uh, that's what your aunt May said to me last night, Parker. I'll get out Whoa. of here. Uh,
1: you missed I have a question about the. I have a question about the graveyard for the sock hop. Who was that in reference to?
0: Nobody. What? Peter. Peter can't get a date.
1: Oh, so he's going to dig up a dead teenager?
0: Socks. No. I just don't sock hop dance because, you know, okay. Because you're. University you're, dance. <laughs>
1: All right, I have to I have to share something with the listening audience. I am r- increasingly being – I ribbed Tim of his age and his old okay. references. I'm increasingly becoming alarmed that Tim is actually maybe decades, even centuries older than he appears.
0: <laughs> I think so.
1: Sock hop. Good Lord. Um, then there was you know? actually a scene I, I actually really couldn't tell what happened. So he realizes something's up. So then we do see – Mandak follows Barbera but they're in a car like the picture we saw was them walking Mm. so I don't know if it was like figurative Uh, Peter Peter is now Spidey he swings from a pole
0: the same shot from all episodes
1: no is it? I didn't realize that I got so excited I I put I put exclamation point I'm like there's money in this he
0: does run along the top of buildings and somehow keeps up with the cars but uh, yeah
1: and this scene I feel like was possibly actually shot in New York
0: possibly I couldn't tell.
1: Because it actually makes sense to me. Like, I I was thinking about this because I don't think they fly Nicholas Hammond, the actor who plays Peter, and they don't fly whoever plays William, like Hannah Barbera and stuff. (laughs) But I think they could probably just get a stuntman in New York to run around on a building Mm -hmm. and follow a car. And I think that's what they did. So they look like some New York y stuff here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Barbera is singing the most (laughs) tuneless. random song it's like it's like what what are you okay it was it was like they're like we can't afford to pay you pay any music for real songs make something up
0: but his car breaks down and for some reason he drives into an alleyway i don't know why he did that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, And did his car break down or did Mandak following in his fancy car use his telekinesis? I posit the latter. That's what happened. And so um, he's trying to fix his car. He's got the hood up. Barbera. Ah. He gets mad. He walks away. And then (laughs) Mandak's watching from the head of the alleyway. And then the car comes chasing after him.
0: Yep, and the garbage can even blocks oh, the other Oh, and then the giant,
1: a giant dumpster starts yes. moving towards him, too. And then, uh-huh. commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> then, we come back from the commercial break, uh, which I should mention on our commercial breaks, because Tim sent me a version that was well, taped off right. of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. There was funny interviews with people involved in making the show, right. like a director who was like, yeah, he had a rope in his thing, it shot out. And a producer saying, like, Spider-Man, uh, yeah, he's popular. And know. then and then finally Stanley Stan Lee actually giving down. an account of the creations like totally Ditko Dick Cow had this idea. Totally false. and I story. pulled it off his desk and said, take a walk, Dick Cow. <laughs> wow, he became the penguin midway through that. He yes, did. Um, <laughs> um, so then we cut back after this this tense moment of Captain Barbera about to be flattened between a dumpster and a speeding driverless car. And they do this hilarious quick montage they do, of like yes. him. Like these photos, like oh, 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 and um, <laughs> like sixties. Wouldn't you know it? Suddenly, we see a rope wrapped around him. Yep. And he gets yanked away. The rope is actually a web. Yep, that's pretty. Spider Man saves him. Pretty cool effect. It was pretty cool. It's definitely just not a web. A rope being showed in reverse pulled off him. But they show Spider Man
0: holding it. So I was like, oh, they spent some money on this.
1: Yeah, I you're right. There were good effects, and Spider Man holds him like a little baby. <laughs> he says, "Brings," <laughs> Barbara says, "You
0: pulled." Me out of that uh, terrible sandwich, and Peter's like, "Yeah, if you... Oh, I forget now." <laughs> he says, "I removed the bologna." That's right. I don't know.
1: Oh, that's what he said. He
0: said something about you were in a trouble sandwich, and uh, Barbara like I was pulled out
1: the bologna. the bologna.
0: He rescued. I ruined it. I totally ruined it.
1: Well, the <laughs> delivery was bad. I couldn't hear it. It was. I actually think he said, "I pulled out my bologna," and he looks down and winks.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what. And
1: Barbara goes, oh, and then the scene ends. <laughs>
0: Oh, Barbara said, I would have been a Hanna-Barbera sandwich if you hadn't pulled me out.
1: Well, Tim, that would have been funny (laughs) if a Hanna-Barbera sandwich was something (laughs) instead (laughs) of a cartoon studio. (sighs) Uh, Okay. Um, So then, I don't remember what, we see that another newspaper has gotten a picture of J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, not in jail, but they report that he's in jail and he's like, I'm going to lose the paper, Peter. Yeah. And, and Rita, Peter
0: goes to him. Be careful, Rita. I don't trust her.
1: <laughs> I suspect I she's, she's Jewish because she's always people.
0: eating bagels for breakfast.
1: Her last name is Conway, <laughs> I means she's like a con. Peter, who's still trying to get this picture of Mandak at the at the riot. Yes. Because he's like, that proves he did uh, it. Yeah. He's <laughs> he speaks to J. Jonah Jameson and J. Jonah Jameson's like, no, I'm not gonna sell you this back. He's like, but you're in jail. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> So then he goes, he just goes and talks to Rita. And then they just steal it.
0: Did she let him in? The end. I forget. Yeah. Oh.
1: I guess so. Yeah. Oh. I thought there was going to be more. Like I was a little confusing. Like they're just talking about it. This is where Tim had the line. Like, why do you think he locks it? And then we just cut and like, it's, <laughs> he's got it. I'm like, oh, so I guess you guys just fucking broke into his office. Yeah, that's
0: right. He does talk her into it. He's like, well, yeah, yeah. So just steal it. Uh, you steal it. Call your cousin in to steal it because she says something in another episode. You know, I got a cousin that'll take some hubcaps. I'm like, oh, come on. About
1: th- They did. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that was I know. That was really messed up. <laughs> about this time, we have what I consider to be a little bit of a non sequitur of a scene, but I think it's to explain a little bit of the premise behind Mandak. I know what you're going to say. This show is so steeped in the 70s. Like the, Each of the episodes, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, this is your anxiety about cult leaders. This is your anxiety about ghosts. It's like they were watching like uh, In Search Of, and then they did this. And he, Peter's talking to some doctor. Yep,
0: another doctor. And
1: he's like describing the the stuff that was reported that J. Jonah Jameson saw and what Peter himself has seen at this point. Well, and the doctor's like, yeah, his name. Sounds like telekinesis. Oh, you got. Oh, his name was Doctor Keller.
0: Keller. Yeah, he goes to Doctor Keller, and Keller's like, oh yeah, telekinesis. I get calls every day. People yeah. moving things, bending spoons, reading my mind.
1: Yeah, I thought he. I mean, the <laughs> Keller—that's a reference to Yuri Geller, right?
0: It's Keller, not Geller. So I don't know.
1: I know, but it's close. It's like naming... Uh, did you know? Yeah. No, what? In the, yeah what? That was so
0: popular. What? There was a game in the 70s called ESP. Did you have it? No. I had it.
1: What was the, what was the game of ESP? My mom got
0: it at a rummage sale, so I'll beat up. This is basically... It had a board with lines mm-hmm. pointing north, south, west, east. And you would hold a pendulum above it. And it said, move your eyes back and forth, and you'll make the pendulum move. And you know what? It, it did. But... Wow. But my parents or somebody point out well you do that with your eyes you'll see your hand moves a little bit it just you know you can't help yourself you're holding the pendulum so the rest of the game was all these cards that you annoy adults with with the symbols you're like here concentrate on the symbol i'm gonna guess what it is that that whole oh, thing. just like
1: in ghostbusters yes,
0: it's, that's all the rest of it is.
1: okay
0: and i can never guess something
1: and then your parents are like enough of this game here's your cold hot dog go eat it under the table yes.
0: please <laughs> give me salt and pepper
1: uh- <laughs> no you can't handle salt and pepper we'll wait a few years until you're ready for that We can never. Uh, also weirdly Dr. Keller mentions teleportation like that's something that happened in this episode it doesn't right I know. I'm like why are we bringing this up because it starts with tele he's like how about telephones huh? <laughs> telemarketing that could be a power yeah.
0: <laughs> now I got telescope
1: Oh, oh telescope huh television
0: <laughs> tubby
1: <laughs> wow that's <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he sings the whole tubby song that's great. Tell a friend. Uh, but, let's move this along. Well,
0: no, but then he says, "I gotta go down the hall and have lunch with the arachnologist." Arach what was he called? Arach- <laughs> the It was from a previous episode. There was arach-
1: another professor. Arachnologist. Was an arachnologist yes. I think. Yeah.
0: We got some theories uh, that if a man had the powers of a spider, he'd have eight legs and big eyes
1: <laughs> shoot webs out of his wrists, <laughs> just like spiders do. Just like Peter Parker doesn't, because he uses technology, folks.
0: Oh. I know you so want we, you want to move along, George. Yeah, this did. is just how our notes go.
1: I know he's well, still I'm just, I'm he's
0: g- still angry. At Bar- oh, Barbara comes to visit the telekinesis professor. You notice that?
1: Oh yeah, the, we don't see that though. It's just like because no, he walks one by. step ahead of the cops. Yeah, he walks yeah.
0: by and he, he's still angry. He's like, ah, get out of here, Peter. And Peter says, "Well, Peter's. I don't know why he says this, but he says maybe I can get you into my frat." And we all know Peter is not uh, in a frat house.
1: Well. Maybe he is. No.
0: Well, I have a list of reasons oh, why Peter is not yes. in a frat house. Can't wait. <laughs> there okay, are three things it. that happened that uh, disqualified him.
1: All right. Let's hear him.
0: So, you know, you got to get hazed to join a frat house. I think we all yes. know that.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: so the first hazing event for Peter and the other plebs, are they called plebs? Plebs? Pledges. Pledges. Pledges.
1: Right? Yeah. They had to Clearly, Tim and I were big Greek pledges. guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the first the first hazing was he had to sneak into the funeral home naked with his other pledges and steal a coffin to put into the dean's office. But unfortunately, it Sounds like
1: autobiographical talents of Tim's <laughs> past in Ithaca. No,
0: unfortunately. No. <laughs> unfortunately, while he was in the funeral home, Peter and his Peter and his bales ran into Aunt May, who was measuring her coffin like she does every friday night so that was that was <laughs> awkward
1: just in case peter was so. aunt may naked as well
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh, she had to get into it and fit you know she wants it. like
1: she wants a real tight fit yes. she's like can't be we wearing any bulk
0: so the next hazing event was uh meant for peter and the other newbies to go streaking through the delta sigma Ra sorority's annual haunted house event
1: my my interest just peaked up at hearing Ra.
0: And unfortunately, they ran into Aunt May, who was there measuring the prop coffin as she thought she was at the funeral home.
1: I suspect. I know it's going to happen the third time.
0: (laughs) I may. (laughs) It may take a hard right turn.
1: You're right. Yeah, you might be setting me up for for foolishness. The
0: third and final hazing event that broke the camel's back. Peter and the other plebs. Plebes? were made to drop... Pledges. pledges. I think
1: they're pledges.
0: Peter and his other pledges were made to drop acid and run naked wow. through the annual coffin festival at the convention center. But because Folks, they this were... is
1: definitely the adventures of Tim as a young man. But because wanted... they
0: were tripping on acid, they accidentally ran through the measurement and slide rule convention where they ran into Peter's Aunt May, who was buying a new ruler to measure coffins. With.
1: Oh, and was Barbara there going, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All that was good, Tim. All right, so move the plot forward. Uh, We then see Trina Trina Pandit, who is the Kalistani-descended student of Peter's, uh, co-student of Peter's. Uh, I said that wrong. She's
0: kidnapped. Are we there yet?
1: No, she gets kidnapped by Mandak, who, like, fucking Darth Vader's Yeah. He chokes her with his brain. And I think maybe telepathically changes her brain. I was a little unsure if she was acting under coercion of physical force or being choked out. Yeah. I think she's or if like he actually like changed her brain.
0: Well, she said, please. And he's, I thought, and he says, I thought you'd see things my way. So I guess
1: yeah.
0: we're in, we're in <clears throat> intuinating. What's that word? Intonating. <laughs> that she's doing Intimating? what he says. So she does not choke him again. Choke, choke okay. her again. All right. <clears throat> Cause there's no defense against telekinesis. Telekinetic attack. Basically, this is the end. They, 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 steal, yeah. they steal the statue. She helps steal the statue.
1: Yeah, and well, Peter and Barbara are talking about keys to the museum because the statue yes. is stolen.
0: keys. And
1: they realize there's only two sets of keys, and one of them is the guy who had the statue dropped on him. and who was the other one? Tr- Peter figures out. I don't Tr- think he tells it to the cop.
0: Uh, Trina. Trina. So she, he goes. Well, she's also. Do we know this yet? She's the daughter what? of the last priestess of Rava.
1: I uh, I forgot they mentioned that part.
0: That was like a big reveal. Yeah, they need her for some reason. I forget. But...
1: Yeah, there's a whole line like your your grandmother must have told. It was her grandmother, not her.
0: So it's like a not whole supernatural horror plot going on.
1: Yeah. So Peter shows up the next day <laughs> using his bad stalking skills. Finds out where she is. She's like, "How'd you know it's gonna be at the waterfront?" And he's like, "I know." Yeah. Uh, he accuses her of the theft. She admits it. She totally says yeah it's this guy um what's his fucking name
0: uh mandak or professor Rastin. mandak mandak,
1: mandak uh he and we, ex- we explain so like he is the high priest of rava traditionally the high priests have strong telekinetic abilities is so how they get to be the high priest mm-hmm. he's going to get the statue take it back to Kalistan, overthrow the government and create and ruin the 70 years of peace they've been having yes you know? And Peter's like, we have to stop those people getting back their cultural artifacts.
0: And Barbera's like, well, I can't go on the grounds of the consulate. And Spider-Man's like, you just be in the back of the consulate tonight at 8 o'clock. Wait, that was the consulate? I thought it was the museum. No, they stole it from, they took it to their consulate. That's why why Barbera's like, well, I can't go to the consulate, that's foreign soil.
1: Yeah, because Peter's going to break in as Spider-Man and carry it on to the sidewalk. Because like, you'd be here like eight o'clock. Spider-Man
0: jumps on top of his car. Another nice uh, expensive effect, which, you know, he does that in the comics was that all earlier? the
1: time.
0: I think it was now because he showed up to say, listen, it's at the consulate and you just be outside at eight o'clock. That was, and I was like, oh, you're not going to tell Spider-Man not to like, break international law?
1: Yeah, but he doesn't care. And he jumps
0: away, and everybody <laughs>, laughs. I'm like, "Why are you laughing?" Because Spider Man was on your car. Strange reaction. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that.
1: <laughs> I did actually. And I, I like. I was wondering, did I miss something? I don't care enough to rewind. I already read to rewind a couple times this episode. <clears throat> well,
0: he breaks into the consulate. Are we up to that? He webs up the two guys that are packing up the statue with the giant rope.
1: This is the first Spider-Man episode we saw where he doesn't fight random judo thugs. Yeah,
0: I'm <laughs> so excited. He just webs
1: these dudes up. Uh, he also uses some spider strength. He grabs the bars on the window, which is why I thought it was the museum, and rips them out, which I'm like, I look pretty good. Yeah. Um,
0: and then it's a telekinesis battle.
1: Yeah, which... Um,
0: only the scene like is I'm, only to be rivaled by the scene in Superman 2, where Ursula, is that her? She blows her breath, and <laughs> everything's flying at Superman. That's basically what happens.
1: Well, Mandak uses telekinesis because it turns out, surprise, surprise, Mandak actually literally does have powers, which I was a little surprised. Uh, He throws uh, a desk at Peter across the floor.
0: Papers. Uh, He
1: makes all these papers fly (laughs) around and stuff. Peter's like, oh, and when I say Peter, Spider-Man. And then we see behind Spider-Man the statue coming forward. And I'm honestly not sure if the statue was supposed to move of its own volition. Wait a minute, dude. or if Mandak was trying to crush him with it. Are
0: you skipping the very funny scene though? Which one? Because Spider-Man's up against the wall, going ah papers, and he he looks up and sees a vent, and he webs the vent and tries to swing, <laughs> but he just falls yeah. on the floor
1: <laughs> because of telekinesis. He's like flip, boom. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he can't he can't fight Mandak. <laughs> Mandak actually literally has powers. It's actually pretty decent. So the statue, the same statue that maybe put that guy into a coma, you know, didn't kill him, comes moving, sliding across the floor towards Spider-Man. Spider-Man moves out of the way. Not with a cool jump, just kind of moves out of the way. Yes. And it hits Mandak. Somehow. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of confusing. This is
0: as confusing as the last episode when the the clone just ran into an electrical box and exploded. You know, this this (laughs) one, the statue just happens to go up against the wall against Mandak.
1: Yeah, I could have I decided if it was supposed to be, like, the statue is, like, like the gods, like, I don't want you to create this world. I don't know. but Yeah, they could have done that, but. Because this show <laughs> has a very strong policy against killing people, he's just... which I'm going to posit happened in, po- in post-production. I think that guy was dead, <laughs> he's, yeah, the he's, first guy yeah, at first. Uh-huh. And, like, because we'd never see him at the hospital. No. We'd never see him again. No one cares about him. And then. Then, um, Mandak, we see him, he's pinned against the wall and his face is like, he's dead. But in ADR, a, a line <laughs> recorded back. we hear him going, ah.
0: <laughs> 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 and Spider-Man kind of poses and looks at the camera.
1: Spider-Man takes a selfie, flashes <laughs> like a website,
0: signs it, Peter Parker, sells it to the paper. So
1: <laughs> I just realized something. So this exonerates J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. Which would seem to me in the universe that Spider-Man takes place in, they were like, this guy definitely has telekinesis. This is a thing. Like, that changes the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I don't think they... I mean, I guess the doctor was already like, this guy's telekinesis. Yeah, I know. Yeah, every (laughs) week some guy comes to me, tell him about how he makes up with his brain. Um, Setting up a sequel.
0: If Spider-Man fought uh, lizard people, he'd probably go to a scientist and be like, yeah, there's lizard people. Get reports all the time that's where they live, they live in the yeah, sewers. but you'd never
1: fight lizard people like, that's too comic booky <laughs> it is. so then we have a little scene with Trina and i want to say JJ and Jameson and Peter and let's just say Rita was there too i don't remember maybe Barbara maybe all the regulars are there <laughs> and they're talking about like well JJ gets J. gets off mm-hmm. and they're like and Ralston he's better now the guy Professor. museum head who got crushed they mentioned that he's better and they're like and Peter's like and what about Mandak who is also clearly dead <laughs> yes, but not really you know and trina's like well he got taken he he got
0: taken back to his country i think
1: well like his bail was paid for by his country and he went back home Mm -hmm. and like why would calisdown want him back she goes makes you wonder the government wants the guy back who's gonna overthrow it and you're like oh they're definitely setting up a sequel for the Revenge of mandak which probably never happened but having not seen all 13 episodes of the show maybe it did (laughs) second time we've seen that though because in the uh, pilot episode, there was the other super villainy guy, Mr. White, who Peter just like fucking lets right. escape. And he's like, hey, they- I'll be back. Well, then they t- they pose in front of the statue.
0: Yeah, that was a funny pose.
1: They took they a photo. Yeah. They, like, they're like, hey, here's the stolen cultural relic. And we're going to keep it. 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 Yeah.
0: Put it right next, next to this uh, statue from south africa that we stole
1: here's a bunch of uh, native american things we dug out of a burial mound uh <laughs> here's some looted greek marbles here's this
0: giant we found uh, a <laughs> <that, that>,
1: <laughs> <laughs> giant hominy with horns <laughs> yes, with horns don't tell the Sizonian we have this <laughs> they need to hide it this proves the bible's real Ooh, we'll do our revenge
0: wherever you are wherever you're hiding i'll find you i'll get you i'll get you, I'll get
1: you. Revenge. I'll get you. Revenge. Revenge. revenge revenge one of us will die one of us will not. I will die. not, star- I will not will let Cindy take oh, my place. I will have my revenge. revenge. Yeah, uh, well first we have to do the wild card question. Oh yeah. I almost called you Peter. We do that as part of revenge. Alright, so <clears throat> the first part of our revenge, our wild card question, Pete uh, I'm, uh, wait, oh, I'm, I'm gonna call you Peter. Wait,
0: yeah. Why aren't you uh, you're not even curious about the first time I tasted salt and pepper.
1: Well, let's hear that story too. <laughs>
0: My grandmother made poached eggs and put salt and pepper on there and I ate it. And I'm like, ooh, these little crystals are are yummy. I remember that. I just remember it clearly. How old are you? Must be four. Must be. I don't know.
1: It's amazing you remember that.
0: I remember food. You don't remember food? Didn't you get like lasagna the first time? And you're like, oh my God, what is this?
1: Man, let me think if there's any food I can remember the first time I ate. Like maybe sushi or something? No, I don't think I well, do. That's when no. you're older. Yeah, exactly.
0: <sighs> all right. All right. I'm just sad. All spider right. month is over.
1: I know. It's been a wild <sighs> ride full of web slinging and all mm, kinds of stuff. I got to
0: calm down. I can't go to <laughs> sleep for four hours after I, I, I do one of these.
1: I know. I'm, I just do like jumping you jacks too? after a spider month. <laughs> I, I try to do backflips, but I'm very inflexible. So I just got to jump up in the air and land flat on my back and lay there writhing in pain. What
0: was our question?
1: All right. Oh, so who from- <laughs> most likely to find dead hippies in their outhouse. I think we know. We both. I we, have a theory. We both know the
0: same. We're going to say Jay Jonah Jameson, right?
1: Yeah, of course. He's got an upstate house. And here's the only question, Tim. How do they get there? Yeah. Does he do it himself? Does he? Is he a secret serial <laughs> that's, killer? That's too easy. Jay Jonah Jameson. I think he's
0: just-, just always in New York. He's got an upstate house. It's where. Uh, We'd,
1: and by upstate New York, it's actually just California.
0: <laughs> His <laughs> wife, who they don't like to speak ill of the dead, but I think she lives there, an invalid. Mm. And
1: she is the only dead character in this entire show. OK,
0: I don't want to ruin that.
1: Even Uncle Max, we don't know the Uncle Ben and we don't know for sure if he's dead. He could have just left with like, a you know, a fellow buccaneer aficionado. We, got, uh, we, we can't
0: fail this week. How do those dead hippies get into that house? Does it involve Bigfoot? Uh, Does it involve LSD?
1: I'll tell you how Ooh, it happens. They're, they're
0: pledges from Peter's uh, fraternity.
1: yeah. Or unless you have something NC. better. Well, yeah, I have something pretty great, <laughs> oh, actually. Okay. So J. Jonah Jameson, of course, is famously antagonistic to Spider-Man, right. even though he helps him sell newspapers. Mm-hmm. Ironic also because he doesn't realize one of his closest reporters, who is conferred to be a reporter in this one, by the yeah. way, is Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man. So he hires a special investigator mm-hmm. to, expo- to investigate Spider-Man. Oh, okay. And this investigator realizes he can't keep up with Spider-Man. He needs superpowers to do it. He goes and sees a crooked underworld scientist. Okay. And he becomes Mac Gargan, a.k.a. the Scorpion. Ah. He has super strength and super durability, and he has a suit of armor that looks kind of like a cactus with a long tail. And he kills those hippies because they smell bad, but George, you're sitting something <laughs> better <laughs> oh, Jesus Tim villainy needs no explanation like villainy like if you're a guy who is willing to be in, operated on to be in weird powers, maybe is he like the rhino? is he stuck in his suit? I don't he was know for time. he's in a he was stuck in so he can't even get out to shit. You don't think this guy's going to go a little nuts? I was, so he's going to kill these smelly hippies, but his revenge portion, he could just throw them in a bridge or blame it on Bigfoot. No, he sticks it in J. Jonah Jameson's house because he gets the idea. J. Jonah Jameson went to jail once <clears throat> for not killing a guy at the statue. I
0: was going to say that another fraternity hazing, they all, they had to go upstate to J. Jonah Jameson's house and steal his outhouse because they knew he had a famous outhouse. And the only way they could get there was to get Aunt May to drive them up there.
1: I have, I have a question. Yes. Why, why is the outhouse famous? Well, because he's the only
0: man in the neighborhood who has an outhouse. That's all.
1: What does everybody else in the neighborhood do?
0: Well, they have indoor plumbing, like a con- oh, like a communist so, would.
1: Oh, it's very much like in Boggy Creek, too, where the retired lawyer, <laughs> yes. who should be the most well-off person, is shitting in an outhouse with Sears Roebuck catalogs. Yes. So okay. they
0: go get the outhouse. Aunt May drew, drove them to to J. Joan James' upstate house. Uh-huh. They said, Aunt May, you wait here. We're going to go get the outhouse and, and tie it to uh-huh. the top of the car. She's very forgetful. She just she drove away. She went she went to Subway. Oh. She heard there was a Subway to go get a sandwich
1: at. And uh, she really loves okay. Subway. But she was confused because she's a city goer. And yes. she thought the Subway was actually like a train. <laughs> yeah. So she sat in a piece of bread and was like, I hope this is express. Wow.
0: <laughs> anyway, Damn, I'm good. it was early frost. And they're like, well, they're I guess crossed. we got to sit in this uh, outhouse to get warm, Peter. And Peter's Spider-Man. He's like, I'll go get help while you sit here. And stay warm. Hmm. And Peter, uh, he gets lost.
1: Does he get lost or he's like, fuck these dirty hippies? <laughs>
0: well, uh, Are they hippies? He, he bumps this his head. Pledges. He forgets who he is. And they, oh. they freeze to death in the outhouse. So there you go. Nice. And they're like, Peter, you're definitely not getting into our fraternity. My like, God. All right. You're going to read your... Should we do our
1: revenge stories? Yeah.
0: You're going to do yours first?
1: I'll do mine first because it's short. You didn't
0: pick the one I picked.
1: I don't think so. Uh, Nope. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to try to think what would you do and see if I can ruin it real quick. All right. So. Start the music. We talked up front. There was a lot of twists and turns in this. Oh, start the music. A lot of twists and turns in this episode. A lot of aggrieved parties. There's an entire, literally an entire country country and culture. Which has a reason to be pissed off at this museum. Mm -hmm. But the person who I'm going to spotlight on is that one protester who Peter fucking kicks the fucking shit yes. out of in the beginning. <laughs> that guy, I don't know what his name is. Yeah. I figured it as I go along, he just woke up in the morning. He had some cold Chinese food from like last week. They ate his, he, he didn't have a lot of money. His last
0: name was Crabtree. Was just...
1: His name was Crabtree. Yeah, <laughs> his name is Crabtree. He moved here from Boggy Creek. He doesn't have like a, a, a lot of money. He doesn't have a lot of connections. Uh, you know, it's weird that his name is Crabtree because he was from Khalistan, apparently. Okay. Sorry. Maybe that's a, maybe it's a normal name there. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know anything about Kalistan. And he works three jobs, just trying to put himself through school, Oof. but he still takes the time because he's like, you know what? I don't even believe in Rava. I'm a Rastafarian, oh. but I still realize this this is something that is against. Like, this is the appropriation of a cu- of a culture for what? To sell some tickets to a shitty museum. Yeah. What is the Bolt Museum? What is the Bolt Museum? Do you museum? sell screws? Big, old, long... Yeah, what? What? Uh, long what, Tim? <laughs> long what? Tin horns. <laughs> tin horns, just like bolts. yeah. <laughs> so he leaves early from his job scrubbing, scrubbing sewers and is going to be late to his job uh, sew- sewing scrubbers. Telemarketing. marketing. And... And he also telemarkets while he's there on it he has a prototype cell phone it's it's the size of a buick <laughs> and he's he's parked there and he's protesting he wrote the sign on the back of his thesis paper because he didn't afford the paper and he's sitting there and he's just like he's so mad he's full of righteous indignation the, his people being like their heritage being stripped away from them and people just not even appreciate him, mocking them saying like this guy's an ugly god he's stupid looking yeah and suddenly, through no fault of his own, because of a shady understanding of telekinesis, he's gripped with a murderous rage. And he decides he's going to storm the Capitol building. I mean, the museum. <laughs> and he runs over, and he's throwing stuff. And then he hears, hey, you dirty hippie. He looks up, and 175 pounds of amazing Spider-Man swinging yeah. at 260 miles per hour lands into his mid-thorax Oof. region, separating his spine. Oof. He's paralyzed. Not some right in the crab trees. Right in the crab trees. <laughs> he doesn't have medical insurance because in the United States we don't do that. Yeah, he loses all his medical insurance. He loses his home. He's sleeping under a bridge. He has to drag himself there using only his four legs. He
0: didn't even get to go and to the hospital with Professor Rustin?
1: He went to the hospital with Professor Rustin. Well, actually, he went to the hospital first. They kicked him out of his bed for Professor for Rustin. Rustin. Like, yes. This guy is maybe <laughs> asleep. I'm not sure. You go sit in the sewer. <laughs> Jeez. So he goes down there. He crawls down there. and That's when he dis- he gets approached by a shady underworld scientist. Uh. And the shady underworld scientist is like, I'm going to give you a chance to get even with Spider-Man. He's like, I'll do anything you can take. He cost me my job, my mobility, my respect, my health, my dignity, my left pair of pants. I don't know why <laughs> one pair of pants, the left one on the right. We won't ask about that. And this guy does experiments on him and Mr. Transistor he creates a cybernetic suit no he becomes Mac Gargan aka the Scorpion
0: man you're possessed with the Scorpion guy
1: <laughs> and, nobody knows who and, that is uh, yeah no that's why I'm, I'm, I deliberately chose a well known but not very well known Spider-Man villain okay he teams up with the Hypno Hustler a less well known <laughs> Spider-Man Jeez. villain uh, is defeated sadly by Peter Peter breaks his legs off and he dies Jeez. Yeah, the end uh, Oh my god It was a really rough story He didn't get revenge And, the, and does He get revenge He gets attack He not Peter was eating a, a, a meatball hoagie And he smacks it out of his hand
0: And Hypno Hustler and uh,
1: Hypno Hustler runs off with Mac Gargan's girlfriend
0: Oh, because they, then they become enemies Hypno Hustler and Scorpion And there's a flood And Hypno oh. Hustler's like I'm a good swimmer You can ride on my back <laughs> It's like, but I'm your enemy <laughs> He goes, no, we, we have to save each other. So halfway across the uh, the river, the scorpion stings him. Can I change?
1: Him. Can I retroactively change the hippo hustler to frogman? Okay, <laughs> all right, he's frogman, <laughs> equally equally feeble, actual real character. Yes.
0: Halfway across the river, uh, scorpion scorpion stings, smacks sting. him in the head with his big tail, and uh, frogman goes, "Why? Why'd you do that?" And he says, "Because you stole my girlfriend. He it's said, in Spider-Man. it's in my nature." That's it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I end. couldn't think
0: of anything better than that.
1: No, I couldn't either. Clearly, I just didn't want to make it about that guy because I'm like, oh, that that's guy. the worst violence we've ever seen visited on any person in the show. We did. It was some random, possibly mind controlled protester. So,
0: my story, as you may have guessed, it's about Professor Rustin because I kept mentioning him.
1: Oh, that's why you were so clear to mention this guy's name. Yep. For those of you who can't imagine, who, Professor Rustin was the head of the museum. Yep who gets in a fight with J. Joan Jameson and has a statue dropped on him. He goes, Definitely dies, but they decide after <laughs> the fact he lives because nobody dies in the show.
0: Mostly through the episodes, they're like, he's doing better. I don't know, he doesn't look good. <laughs> he's still
1: asleep. <laughs> he's still sleeping. We're not going to
0: see him. Nobody goes visit him. So, he he's in the hospital. He got a little bit better. And then he went into a uh-huh. coma again. And then, he, oh, no. and then he got a little better. And then he went uh-huh. into a coma again. Then he got into a wheelchair. Okay. Yes.
1: Does his hair fall out and he becomes Professor Xavier, <laughs> leader of the X-Men? No, come on. Uh-huh. I think he was already bald, but he—he he was balding. He gets into a wheelchair. I think he had a little bit of a lunatic fringe <laughs> yes, on the side. Yes, <laughs> he did.
0: He gets good enough to uh, get into a wheelchair, but he's still in misery. But all the nurse, the nurse says, "You have to be positive. Come on."
1: Oh shit! Are you doing? And, you're doing misery, aren't and you? And one
0: day he's going down the hospital hall in maximum overdrive in his wheelchair.
1: Oh no, he, we're doing <laughs> we're doing all
0: Stephen King. <laughs> he tips over, gets his head. Uh-huh. And when he wake, he goes into a coma, and he, when he wakes up uh-huh. this time, he finds that when he can touch another person, he gets a flash of that person's future.
1: Would you call it a shining?
0: No, it's it's called a, a kind of a dead zone.
1: Oh, it's the, you're right. That's the dead yeah, zone. Come on, yep. come on, George. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, mm-hmm. I can't deal with maximum overdrive. Weird. <laughs> so you know this? it's you know weird about this, what? Tim. He's in a wheelchair, so he can't stand.
0: That's true. During this yep. part of the story, he cannot stand. Yep. yep. Thank you. He's really mad about it. Don't get ahead of me. (laughs) 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 It was then that Peter and Aunt May visited, visited Professor Rustin because he was one of Peter's teachers. Rustin shook May's hand and he saw that now and in the future, she was committing mail fraud. She had to pay for all the ham and butter sandwiches that Peter ate. She would go down to the blood bank and sell blood all the time <gasps> at the Salem blood she bank. she sell it to... No, she sold it to oh. the Salem blood bank.
1: I, was, I thought she sold it to Morbius, the van, living vampire. But
0: it just wasn't enough to pay the bills. So... This is rough. Professor Rustin hatched a plan. See, he wanted revenge mm-hmm. on that Malik guy for what he did to him. And he heard that Malik really had escaped the clutches of his government. And he was... Mandak. Mandak. Oh, he wanted revenge on Mandak for what he did to mm-hmm. him. And he heard that Mandak had escaped the clutches of the Calistani government. And he was living as the caretaker of a big abandoned hotel. And he owned a big dog named Sha- uh, Shawshank.
1: Not Cujo. <laughs> I'm surprised. I had to get Shawshank in there somehow. Okay. So, so Did Shawshank die and go to a pet cemetery? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, so, that's spoilers. That probably really did happen. Sorry. He
0: told Aunt May, go to that hotel uh-huh. and be a, you know, Pose as a cleaning lady and bring along that little bottle of arsenic you've been holding on to since 1913. Weird. So Peter went along because he was suspicious. And they cleaned up that hotel. And Aunt May said, we sure gave this place a shining. It's all shiny now.
1: And, she, and he said, how long have you been here working? And she goes, Peter, we've always been here. Yes,
0: that's what he said. <laughs> she managed to get that arsenic and Malek Mandax coffee. Mm-hmm. And they ran off in the morning mist that she and Peter were confronted by his dog, Shawshank, who seemed to have rabies. Oh. And Peter couldn't let on... That Even more bewildering, he's Dakujo yes. at this point, but yeah. Peter couldn't let on that he was Spider-Man, but what he did was, he became a little fire starter, and he scared the dog off with a torch <laughs> he made from his favorite <laughs> sweater that he called Christine. Oh. So, all was well, they drove back to Queens, and Aunt May talked Peter into going on a date with her neighbor's daughter because, you know, he really needs to get out. Because May, May said. I have a question. Yeah.
1: When they went back to Queens, was he carrying anything?
0: <laughs> You're getting ahead of me, George.
1: <laughs> I'm trying it. to ruin all your jokes. <laughs> Damn it! May, it's like there's a lot. May says, I, "I hate to Salem's tell you this, lot.
0: Peter, but the kids at school call your underpants the dead zone. You know, you really need a date. So she set Peter up with the neighbor girl named Carrie." And the frat house.
1: Why is that made privy to that information?
0: <laughs> the frat house. I was hanging
1: out with your high school buddies, and they said you think your underpants is a dead set.
0: The frat house was putting on a party ah. that anyone could be invited to, but unknown to Peter, the frat house only invited Peter so that they could make him the butt of a prank. They had broken into the blood bank, they stole a whole bunch of blood, and they were going to dump it on him and his friend Carrie. And whose blood did they steal that was at the blood bank?
1: Wait, I want to guess.
0: Well, a few gallons...
1: The night shift. No, it's a
0: few gallons of Aunt May's finest. Remember, she was selling blood. Oh, the,
1: okay. I was, I was barking up be the wrong positive. tree positive. Th-
0: and in this universe, a band al- already <laughs> existed that, play, that played at the frat show. Uh, they were called Type O Negative. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, Peter, <laughs> I don't get this part. Peter
0: and Carrie but, were named the It Couple of the party and brought up on stage. Oh. <laughs> and before they could thank anyone... Aunt May's B-positive blood poured down on the couple. All hell broke loose as Peter was allergic to B-positive blood. He went nuts and did some, like, $300 worth of damage to the frat house before going to the hospital to be treated for his blood allergy by the night shift. Ah, the night shift. So, Mandak died from arsenic. Peter forgot to take pictures of the bloodbath, which would have led because it bled the arts and entertainment section of the bugle gave typo negative a positive review and everyone was against jameson's next idea for an art exhibit but he took a stand and he funded ah, fund, funded an exhibit featuring a statue of mohammed there you go there's no joke at the wow. end the movie was called red rom <laughs> red,
1: oh. wow all right Tim. i told you
0: this episode everybody rewind don't listen to this episode this was our best. Come back next week.
1: This was our best recap. It was the best episode of Spider-Man. It was. I'm sorry to say that this is the, that the end of Spider-Month is upon us. And it went out with a little bit of a whimper.
0: Uh, no, my story was great. No, <laughs> <laughs> so that means mine wasn't, you fuck. You had a great story about <laughs> the frog and the scorpion.
1: Yep. That was the part you added, you <laughs> jerk.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh... So, next month is the beginning of the, you know, Halloween spooktacular month called... Yeah. ...October. And I wanted to do... O- o- o-
1: Wait, what is it
0: called? ...October.
1: Like, Ock? Like, German expression? A-C-H? Like, Ach. Yeah, yeah. October. October. Are we I- have to do German horror yeah. films? Ooh, I don't like... That's going get, to get into some weird sketch shit.
0: No, I, I wanted it to be October as in octopus, but there's not very many octopus, like... No, one, we're
1: just gonna do scary movies, we're right? Gonna scary movies. We're gonna do scary movies. Do you have the first movie chosen? There was
0: a. I'm just, saying, but uh, yeah, I remember as a kid. There's a movie called Octoman. Did you ever see that? No. And as a child, I remember this is terrible, and I, I'm afraid to even like choose it because I think it must be really bad if it was bad when I was a kid. So, so next week hmm. we're gonna watch. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Octoman.
1: I hope no, gonna no, we're not to watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scared you. What are we going to watch?
0: A movie called Equinox.
1: Yeah.
0: If you watch the trailer, the guy says...
1: Oh, that sounds very familiar. Do I know this movie? Equinox.
0: Well, I'm going to send you a link because everybody out there, it's on YouTube and there's a Criterion Collection print on YouTube.
1: What? Cra- oh, oh I'm noticing. And you know? It's a 1970 film.
0: And what you know what it's full so, of,
1: George? I'm stop hoping ramp motion monsters. DVD. Oh, that's cool. I mean, well, and you
0: know who worked on those stop motion monsters?
1: I'm betting it was not Ray
0: Harryhausen. It's a man who worked on a little film called Jurassic Park. This is like uh, one of the first wait, movies he worked on. Phil Tippett. No, Dennis Murren, oh. a different guy. I, uh, I know
1: Phil Tippett. Mm, yeah. He worked in craft services, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and two other guys worked on Star Trek after this.
1: Oh, everybody works.
0: On Star, Star Trek. Trek. Star Trek.
1: All right, so Oct... Wait, no, it's not... I got to write this down because you fooled <laughs> Equinox. me Equinox, bullshit. Equinox.
0: Equinox. I
1: hope, I, I hope people can hear me Turn. Watch the
0: trailer. It goes... Paper.
1: Equinox. All right, I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done here to get a feel for this. Yeah, if you're listening and you were like, do you think Tim said year or Tim said ear? <laughs> I don't know. Write in with your theory to Sety bimco with an E at the end at gmail.com.
0: We only got a letter from about 300 people It pointed out that you said Kermit Roosevelt died in World War II when, sadly, he shot himself (laughs) in Alaska. So, I don't mean
1: to. Well, I think that's because I come from the Berenstain bear universe where that's what happened.
0: Berenstain.
1: It's Vandela. Yeah, because everybody knows if you look it up, it's the Berenstain. But I know. Oh, I see. It's really Berenstain. And I can't accept that I just learned this wrong as a kid. And so I assume that the more logical excuse is I grew up in an alternate dimension right. and at some point unwaveringly crossed over.
0: Okay. You get a no prize.
1: And, and in that universe, Kermit Roosevelt was not only a Muppet, but he died <laughs> killing Hitler to end world war right. II. Yep. Send us
0: an email at seti with the E at Gmail at the end. You can follow us on Instagram and see all our, f- our fun Spider-Man art that was produced this whole month. I made some George made some. Uh, it's good stuff. I stole some from the internet. Uh Ooh, that's bad. All right, and yeah, like us, like us, and listen to us everywhere. And that's it, right? Is that it?
1: I think. Anything so. you want to say about yeah.
0: Spider Man before we go?
1: Spider Man. This whole I will miss you. This
0: whole Spider Month. I didn't tell the saddest story. Oh, let's hear it. I knew how to spell. I knew how to tell time because of Spider Man.
1: This is sad. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> Cause wait, can I suggest actually, what? Tim? This should be a bonus episode. <laughs>
0: No, it's just a short story. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. It'll be after the credits. Uh, All
1: right.
0: Yeah. Bye, everybody. I came in the house. <laughs> and my grandparents were there. And you I was like four. And you're like, oh, my grandparents are here. You don't
1: think much of it. And they What's that white crystalline substance you're eating? <laughs> <they're trying> to... <laughs> we call it salt, Timmy. <laughs> yes. Go sit under the table and eat your hot here, dog. Here's some, Cold. Here's some pepper. <laughs> and they blew it in your eyes. And I said,
0: no, look at the clock. The big hands on four, the little hands, on, or the, the long hands on 12, the little hands on four, and the Spider-Man cartoon's on from the 60s. It was in reruns. Mm. And I ran to the TV, turned it to the channel, and it wasn't on. Oh. And I was like, what?
1: Well, how co- what?
0: <laughs> what is happening?
1: And that's when you learned about Daylight Savings Time and your grandparents didn't change the clock yet? No,
0: that's just when I learned that the television can change programming at a whim, the whim of the whoever's oh. in control. Whoever drives the powers of uh, the government and the economy.
1: This is what started you on your path to. uh,
0: Then I came back to my grandparents crying. (laughs) You're like, why are you crying? You got salt in your eyes? Where's my hard candy? (laughs) Oh, come on. The hard candy joke. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'll say goodbye. Let's look at scary movies next week. Goodbye, everybody. See you for Equinox.
1: This has been a pity party line production.
0: Party line. It's a party line. Well, I can let this siren go away before we start. I have to open my windows. I can't have the AC on. So,
1: ooh, I have the. It's it's brutal. Yeah, I it's made okay. the mistake yesterday. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm Tough in between big projects. I'm like, I'm going to walk around Manhattan for a little bit. Oof. Mistake. I don't yeah, think I mistake. recovered all day. I was like, I had a neck <laughs> ache. I was like, I feel like I baked. It was kind of cool. So as we're recording this, everybody, it's like, Ooh. I don't know. Is it a hundred degrees officially? Uh, felt like it. I think, yeah, it's really, really hot. And uh, New York was very empty seeming. It's always pretty wild because like everybody else was being smart and staying home. And yeah. I'm like. I'll bake it in the sun.